Hi, my name is Lynn, and I'm going to be hosting this conversation on Real Talk. So, Real Talk. Real Talk was this thing in pop culture. Um, I don't know if it's as big of a deal now, but when I was in high school and college, it was this thing where people would be preface some kind of profound statement with Real Talk. Real talk, let's talk about things we normally don't talk about because they're kind of on, like, you know, off limits. Like, I'm not going to talk about, you know, a love interest of yours because that's not my business. But if it's real talk, I can be like, hey, real talk, I think this girl's really bad for you and you should stop dating them because um, whatever it is that you happen to be doing. <laughs> and that's what I kind of want to focus on this. Um, I want to do real talk. I want to be like, okay with talking about things that are considered off-limits to talk about, um, and um, obviously I'm going to have my own personal biases and all these um, topics, obviously, um, but while we're going over everything, I want to make sure that, um, yeah, we're, we're real about this, that we're, we're being truthful, we're looking at facts, we're looking at evidence. Um, in my personal opinion, everything I do normally when I'm looking for um, things to talk about, when I'm looking for information, I'm looking for things, I always dive into like data. I'm a very data-driven person. Like I want to look at what's the research, what do the numbers say, um, have there been studies that back this whole idea up? Um, that's kind of how I normally think about things. Um, and yeah, I think that real talk is something that just doesn't happen in our current society. There's been this like shift um, of polar polarization, you know, like, I mean, I'm sure you know, and I know exactly what I'm talking about here. Um, this ultra polarization of our culture. Um, you see it, especially on like social media and other websites like that, where um, if you do talk about things, it's only with in groups that you're like familiar with or that you are, you know, interacting with, and you definitely don't talk about things that are, like, you know, off-limits in that in-group, like, I don't want to give into, into explanations, because if I do that, that means I have to talk about those things right now. I don't want to talk about those things right now. I want to talk about the thing behind the things. I want to talk about um, why it is we're so terrified of um, approaching people with differing ideas, approaching people with a different subjects and not coming across it as either you hear their ideas and you um, do one thing because you're on the internet and basically anonymity and all that stuff and you can say you're stupid I hate you your ideas are dumb you must not be very intelligent or not be um, raised right or something about your mother there's you know the trolling method um, and I think we all do that sometimes and it's definitely not okay. I mean, I'm going to call myself out saying that I have been out there, maybe not saying, you know, the vulgarity or um, just hatred that's spewed by some people, but I've definitely come out there and been like, that's ridiculous. I can't believe you would think this. And I don't follow that up with a reason. Like, I just say, that's a stupid position. You shouldn't think that. And this is why. <laughs> like, I just say, that's it. Stop. Um, and we should... We shouldn't do that. That's that's like not a meaningful way to develop relationships. Not, not, not a meaningful way to have discourse on issues. Like, you can't just have a conversation by saying, like, you're an idiot. That's that's all there is. Um, 
and we need to figure out how to do that better. We need to make that um, make that our goal. And I think that's really what my main aim, my main um, purpose in doing this is. Um, I want to. I, w- I want to make um, a show that's about like finding that conversation, finding ways to to take those hard topics because as a society we need to stop pushing ourselves and just going with the in-group and instead um, interacting with others that we dif- disagree with, with, we have differing opinions on. Um, if we don't, we'll never find a way to um, be in consensus. We'll never find a way to compromise because there's no compromise when you are in the opinion that People with different views from you are completely um, ignorant or misinformed or they are selfish or evil. Um, If you think that, there's no way you can – you're not going to compromise on something because that would require them to have a possibly valid idea. And that's preposterous because their ideas are evil, stupid, unintelligent, um, not worth thinking about. Um. And we need to change that, you know. So that's what we're gonna do here. We're gonna we're gonna talk first of all. This today's gonna be about um, why is this important? Um, what is the research behind the idea of this? First of all, we're gonna go into I it theory, um, us them theory, and social psychology. Um, what that looks like, why it's important to not do that. Um, that's gonna be like our main aim in today's topic. I want to get over with um, you guys. I've been doing a lot of research for the last few weeks, um, so yeah. With that, I'm gonna set up some um, goals because this is our first um, podcast. This is our first conversation. Um, I want to set goals for what this is going to be. What is this going to look like in the future? Um, so some goals we're gonna have here. Um, can have four main um, goals slash rules that kind of mix together, um, but kind of guidelines of what this is going to look like. Obviously, the main goal is to have open discourse and guide dialogue. Um, I'm going to try to bring in people that I disagree with on topics, um, disagree with on methods, um, generally have have some kind of conflict of interest. Like, I'm not going to be like, hey, you can talk to me and support my ideas and just give me you know, this positive feedback loop. I want somebody to bring in people that will challenge my, my personal thoughts on things, that will challenge my perspectives on um, issues. Um, because... Everyone has their own perspective, and the only way to be okay with other people's perspectives is to listen to them and to actually have a conversation about them. Um, so how we're going to do that is I'm always willing to talk about anything that is put forward in this blog, um, re, 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 rehash things and um, go into conversation about it. Um, if you feel I'm being unfair or misinformed or anything like that, that I don't have all the information, um, please inform me. Um, that's kind of the, I want you to get in the habit of like, maybe that's your first kind of step is like, hey, I saw this research paper here. Have you seen it? What does it look like? Can you go into that a bit and see what that topic or information goes to deal with this problem that you discussed in the last episode? Um, and I will probably either, I'll either message out and send like maybe some blogs and stuff about those things and like, hey, conversation time, or we can do some kind of board um, that we can have conversations about that on. Um, but that's like, this is like the purpose. Like This is the whole point is to have this conversation between you, me, um, the outside world in general, our friends and family. Um, we need to find a way to bring unity together. Um, 
So that's that's kind of like number one, what we were going to do. That's like the number one goal is always to have open conversation and to be okay with um, dealing with criticism is going to be a big thing. Um, and is to deal with critiques and to talk about like, are the th met my methods proper? If you think I'm being biased, deal with that. Uh, number two, I want to challenge myself first and I want to see things with more openness and possibility. Um, I like to think that I do that already pretty well. Um, I have a pretty good background in philosophy, so I'm pretty used to the idea of disparaging ideas and even arguing from the point of my opponent, like what I, my traditional opponent, um, arguing from their perspective. That's something I, I have a lot of background in doing and writing papers on that. Um, but I, I think that, I mean, obviously I have my bias and I have my things that I'm like, I'm hardline, can't change that. You can't say anything to make my opinion change. Um, for the most part, that's not okay. And if you're saying it in a way that's like disregarding somebody's opinion, that's not healthy. You may think that like my factual basis behind this is pretty solid, but I want to understand where they're coming in from and the why they're coming from. Um, because it's important. Their opinions are important. They have a reason. There's a reason why they have their opinion. They don't just say, ah, that sounds like a good idea. I mean, sometimes it is, but they will most, for the most part, people will back up their thoughts on things with the reasons. Um, and I'd ask that you do the same thing, that you will um, challenge yourself, that you will be okay with looking at things and be like, you know what? I might have missed the point on that little topic there. I might have missed the, missed the mark there. And I'm not saying that I'm right or you're wrong or that I'm wrong and you're right. I'm saying that we just need to talk about things and understand that people's perspectives are important. People's, um, where they've come from is important. We need to bring that into the conversation. Um, and on that note, with uh, one and two, we need to also understand that um, correction and openness are incredibly important to the, the process and the whole, you know, success of this podcast. Um, but simple responses of passion, I like to call them. You could call them trolling if you'd like. Um, it's not going to be allowed. Um, now then, I, I'm a big anti-censorship person, so I don't think that's because somebody is spewing words that are anti-me. It could be seen as me just trying to get the messages, messages and perspectives that I want to see. So I might, you might say, well, you deleted this guy, but he had a good point that was countering your thoughts. And... I mean, I control this podcast, so therefore my perspectives can be pushed possibly. I don't want that to happen. What I will see is if there's like a comment stream where like somebody's commenting something terrible 10 times, I might leave one, probably going to leave the least um, vitriolic or um, <sighs> vulgar ones and the ones that are, seem to have the most argument behind them. So if you do want to give something that is negative criticism and you want to see your stuff, your ideas stay there. If you just say you're stupid, this is ridiculous. Um, climate change is a fall as fake or that racism isn't real anymore or that, um, I don't know what, whatever conversation I'm talking about. Um, then, uh, do that in a really healthy way because if not, your stuff's not going to be there. Um, I want, I really, really want, and if, like, honestly, if I find people that are having negative opposing views, I might even mention you, say, like, hey, this guy made a really great argument last week about my conversation on X. Um, I disagree with him, but he has a really great argument. He has some pretty interesting um, thoughts on the why and stuff like that. I want to bring that to attention because 
I want to make sure that you are being heard. Um, everyone has a right to be heard. And I think sometimes when we yell into the darkness, it's because we just want to be heard. There is no psychology behind that. But I, I feel like if you think about it, it kind of stands up. Um, yeah. Um, number four, if you have suggestions of topics or other um, people that I might talk to, conversations we can have, um, please get, let me know about this. Um, especially if there's like, you don't think there is healthy discourse happening. Um, if it's a topic that's already pretty much in the middle and people are just kind of like, well, this is good and we can do this and that and the other. But if there isn't, and you think that it's just all about you're right or you're wrong, I'm right. If it was you're right, then that's, well, that's a great perspective to be from. <laughs> you're wrong. I'm right. There's no if, ands, or buts about it. This is the hard line. Um, uh, yeah, so we, I want to, I want to bring that to the table. I want to bring those people, and I want to have somebody that is a good um, resource to everybody, um, especially if they have dis disparaging ideas from my own. Uh, if it means we talk about something we talked about before, if it's a big ticket item, then let's let's talk about it. You know, I'll talk about it a lot of times. So what I want to do, as long as we have tacos, I'm going to talk about it. You know, that's a terrible joke. Don't quote me on that one. Um, yeah, so I'm going to hold myself to posting um, new topics at least every other week. Um, I want to do that. I want to move towards being able to, depending on how much I can, um, how much of the success of this moves forward, be able to move forward to every, once at least every week. Um, and hopefully in the future even more than that. Um, because I think there's topics that we have that are popping up um, weekly. I don't want to make this a hot take show. This is more than hot takes. This isn't just news. I want to talk about the big things, but sometimes a big thing that's a big conversation piece happens, and you got to kind of hit it when it's relevant, you know? <laughs> um, people don't want to talk about things that is, you know, two months old news. Um, this is either a problem that's already been fixed or it's an issue, but the, I mean, obviously the, 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 the polarity between it is what the issue is that I want to talk about, but people don't want to talk about it anymore because they think of it as a closed deal. Um, don't want that to happen. So we're going to try to put these out and put them on as relevant as possible topics at the time, whatever is kind of fresh on people's mind. That way we can have fresh conversation about it. Um, yeah. Um, with all that back, build up and build up and back up to that, I'm going to take a quick break and we'll get back and talk about um, why is this important to do. Um, some psychological, social psychology information behind that, and uh, what does it look like to do it healthily? All right, thanks. So back, uh, let's talk about uh, let's talk about this. How do we um, how do we make a conversation that's meaningful? How do we make a conversation in a way that is um, important? How do we do it in a digital way? Um, these are the things I want to kind of focus on. Um, so first, I want to focus on the why. Um, I'm going to reference a really awesome book. It's called Social Intelligence, um, written in 2006. Um, it was given to me by a friend in high school, one of the 
a really great read, really. Um, I really, really enjoy this book, and I really would um, recommend you guys read it. Um, I do not know the author, have no connection to this book whatsoever. I make nothing off of this because this is the first episode, and currently, um, right now, my readership is my dog, um, and she is taking a nap. So, um, not very active readership. We'll see if this might turn into um, one of those... Uh, listen to go to sleep blogs podcasts i can't even think of what to call it um but um but yeah i mean i would highly recommend this book it's really cool um has a lot of different sections about it what it's basically breaking down into is um has a conversation talking about um what is social intelligence and uh social psychology say about um how to interact with relationships with family with friends with society with business um um it just ties all these things together and looks at research about these things um pretty scientifically based research not a lot of um uh, group based theories mostly it has to do with like you know brain theory neuro um neuropsychology looking into that but there's a lot of other research that goes from them um and also from other philosophers as well that have done um other um points on that and talking to make some points on those things um but yeah this is such a really cool read um from here um, i'm going to go focus on the um on a topic called i it theory um this is actually going in this whole section, and most of what I'm going to kind of use reference here is um, the section focusing on broken bonds. Um, what do we do when, um, what happens and how does it happen that, that bonds are broken or that relationships are damaged or that um, social intelligence fails for some of us? Um, and this I-it theory um, kind of contrasts another theory I talked about, which is the I-you theory, um, which is this kind of a close emotional bond where we're welcome and, and open to see each other as vital. We we around each other, we see each other's thoughts as real um, and their emotions as real. Um, I theory completely contrasts that. Um, it's it's the theory of there is me and there is something and there's other things. It's um, that thing that pushes away the concept of that other thing being a person. Um, um, in I interaction, one person has no attunement to the other's subjective reality. They feel no real empathy for the other person. This is page 105. Um, this can run from fully detached to fully exploitative. Um, and in this spectrum, others become objects. We treat them as things more than as people. Things more than as people. Um, that's that's awful. Um, we treat things as people as things we can use. Like we can use a person's struggle. Um, to um, see that and not see it in the context of that person maybe having personal issues like a father that passed away um, or dealing with, you know, depression or other things and say, ah, but I'm going to use them as a thing that I can project my own per personal thoughts onto um, and make that the, uh, make that, make that, make that my point and make my point through them. Um, I'm using them as a tool for my own gains. They're not a person to interact with or to, that has their own things, their own dreams, their own hopes. There's no empathy behind it. And that's terrifying. Um, I don't want to be treated that way. Um, I'm, I'm sure that I am in some ways. Um, I'm, uh, a, I'm used as a tool and through this, I'll probably use this as a message of, um, hatred as well it's what happens in our world our world is filled with this idea of anti antipathy of using others as tools not seeing them as people at all this i it possibility um and 
in that, there's a lot of um, problem, you know? Um, we can, society, society breaks down. People start becoming people. Um, and I think that in this socially connected world, um, we just, we start losing track of people. Um, so the average person on you, on Facebook, I, I'll be honest, I can't remember the exact number. Um, I can definitely get back to you on what it is, but I want to say the average number of friends that somebody has is between four to 600. Um, now a lot of social psychology has shown that, um, on average, the, um, amount of true IU or like of, of proper empathy of, of visualizing another person's life and choices and dreams and potential and relationships as something that's real. It's like, not that they don't think that it's real. It's in like that it matters and that they can see it and they react to it and they respond to it and they, um, they see them as equals. Um, that's somewhere between, I think, oh my gosh, I want to say it's between 120 to no more than 250 people. Um, that's, I mean, that's, I'm giving a big range. I know it's somewhere in there. Um, but even 250, that means that the majority of our friends on Facebook, we don't even see as people that somewhere around half are just objects that are just possessions of our friend, friend groups. Like we have just collected them as these acquaintances in little boxes. Um, we've, we've projected on them this idea that we were, we met once in a coffee shop. I like the way they talked. I want to have them in my little, my bullpen. They're, they're part of my group of people that I relate to. I don't really, because I don't know you. I don't remember you as a person. I don't think of you that way. I don't think of your um, hopes and your dreams and your possibilities and your perspectives to be something that's real or something to be grasped. But I am still going to, you know, use you in a way. Um, either if that means that I gain personal, I gain personal, um, value and having more friends and being more connected than other people or as a tool for some kind of connection for business purposes or my further economic gain, um, or as some kind of social thing. Like I am friends with somebody who was a, who's now a state Senator or something, um, something that makes me seem more impressive or more intelligent or more grandiose. I don't know them at all. I don't interact with them. I don't go have dinner with them. I don't, um, call them on the phone or even send them messages. Um, they're just there. Um, they're just, they're collecting desk on a shelf. They're like little books on a shelf that I've conquered. Um, they're just heads on a wall. Um, and I don't think that's healthy at all to have. Um, we should be interacting with those that we want to have value in. Um, I'm not saying you can't have 500 friends. I'm not saying you can't have 2,000 friends on Facebook. I'm saying we need to make sure that we are aware of um, of why they're there. Are they there for a purpose that you understand? Um, are they there just because you kind of forgot to unfriend them? Or that you want to don't want to feel rude. That's honestly how I'm at like 90% of the time. Like I did used to be close to a lot of these people. Like I would meet with them in groups. I'd go have coffee. Or I was in a class with them in college or high school. And we interacted a lot more often back then. We were close acquaintances. It's mostly those are close acquaintances that are now just kind of distant connections. Um, 
And they just sit there kind of collecting dust. And it's not out of any kind of superior complex, but just a case of, um, first of all, I don't get on Facebook very often anymore. I really get on there to check and see if, like, my close friends like that are living out of state, some of them are in the military, like how, how they are, how their family is doing, how their kids are doing, and I'll talk to them and respond to them and message them and be able to see things like that. And it's really useful for that. Um, and then I'll also get on there to uh, look up memes or other you know, fun little tidbits from the internet, which honestly, if you're not using Reddit for that or uh, any other of those um, similar uh, websites, I, I think you're really missing some of the greatest stuff of the internet. Um, the real king of the the meme city is in Reddit. And if you don't know that, um, go to Reddit. If you think that I'm an idiot for having to say this, then I I would probably agree with you. <laughs> but um, it's not for everyone, but it's a really fun website just to kind of browse and find fun stuff. Um I'm plugging a lot of things that have no possibility. Hey, Reddit, or I'm the owner of this book, or Amazon, or whoever, if you want to sponsor me, you go ahead and do that. I will not stop you. Um, but yeah, continuing on this, um, later on in the book, um, towards the end of the book, it starts talking about um, social dynamics more so. Um, that, that beginning part is more broken bonds um, personally, so discussing um, personal issues that come up in um, interactions. Um, later on, it goes into um, another one that's a social branching off of the I-it. Um, it's the natural continuity of, uh, of the I-it, which is us-them. Um, and it, uh, page, page 299, it says, the, the relationship between us and them by definition lacks empathy. And with that, we are free to project onto them, the them group, whatever we like. Um, righteousness, intelligence, integrity, and humanity are for us. Wickedness, stupidity, and hypocrisy belong to them. Um, man, that is so real. <laughs> like, that is exactly what happens there. And we do it without even noticing. We do it without even noticing. And we're not... And it's... And it's I think a lot of times it's not... We're not doing things in, like purely hated things. There's some people that are, they're like, I completely disagree with this person. They've become so polar opposite of these other people. I'm going to use pol polarizing way more often than I should. I'm sorry. Um, so polarized from these people that they just are, see them as evil, terrible constructs designed to devolve and to, to dissolve our society into chaos or madness or, or evil. Um, I don't have that perspective, but I definitely have the thing of like, oh, they think that. Well, they must not be very smart. Uh, wow, they don't even know anything about this research, or like, they don't even know how the world really works. Come on, guys, that's not how this works. Um, and we've tried that before; it doesn't work. We've um, we just we just don't know if that's true. We don't have enough facts. I do that all the time. I do that all the time, and I don't even notice it. And that's. That's just something that I, personally, through this, I want to learn to notice that more often. Like, be like, I'll just be sitting there scrolling through Facebook or scrolling along on Twitter and be like, oh, God, that person thinks that. Oh, they're terrible. Wait, oh, Lane, you're doing it again. You're putting them in a box. They aren't in a box. They're a person. They're thinking these things for a reason. They have um, some kind of fears and beliefs and hopes, and those are important. Now, I, I might not visualize it, and be able to have them part as my 250 or 180 or however many people it is that I can truly 
constantly visualizes another active person who's living an active life, but in that moment I can add them for just a second and really think about what is their life like? What have they been through? What have they done up to this point? Have a little bit of empathy. I don't want to project my um, personal experience on them. I want to see like, man, I don't know. They could be through this. They could be through that. They could go through things I've never imagined or explained or thought about, or they could have reasons to believe these things because of perspectives that have been thrust upon them or because of their own interactions with the world. And that's okay. It's okay to be different. It's okay to disagree. Um, again, a big key point of what I want to talk about here over the next few weeks. Um, there's this really cool story um, towards the end of the book, page 298, that same section. Um, it's talking about towards the end of apartheid, which is, if you don't know, um, the segregation that existed in South Africa for a very long time. Um, this is, like, if you don't know the history, this is very recent that it happened, the ending of segregation. Um, and they had gathered uh, members of both the white Afrikaner elite, um, Dutch origins, um, and also the native black community organizers. Um, they were meeting um, to just to, to do some training and to conduct seminars, to learn leadership, and to develop um, abilities of governance that can work together as a, as a solid and whole country. Um, with, with doing that, this group went through an ending ritual at the end, after the elections had happened, and after um, um, power being reinstated, and the government was made um, integrated and whole, and um, you could say that institutional racism was, was removed. Um, these people had been working together for so long, months and months, to, to make this dream a reality. Um, they had this ritual where each person had a chance to offer parting words. A lot of people said meaningful things about how they were glad to have been there, um, that they were glad to be a part of this, and they really made so much an impact and learned so much. Um, but one of the men, a uh, tall Afrikaner, he looks directly at one of the other um, female organizers. And he said to her, I want you to know that I was raised to think that you were an animal. And after that, he broke down into tears. Um, that is powerful. That's amazing. That I was trained to think of you as an animal. That I hadn't just dehumanized you to think of you as somebody who was whose opinion was unimportant or that there, that you were not valid. That you were not even a human. You were an animal to be culled or punished or mistreated however you want. And I'm not saying that people think that. Um, I don't think that the majority of people in the world, the majority of people in the world um, in our society um, act towards others that they disagree with in that way. I, I, I just hope that they don't. Um, I don't like to think that they do. But that's a thing that can happen. We can become so divided, so separated that we can move from thinking of a group of people as people that just disagree with us to a group of animals or others outside of the norm, outside of humanity um, that aren't worth our time. They're just there to be reprimanded, to be punished, and to be quieted. Um, that's something that we have the capability to do. That's what we want to stop. We want to stop that from happening. We want to make that be a, a part of our history, not a part of our future. Um, 
and this kind of comes from why why do, why is it that we do this? Why is it that we we devolve into this us them? What 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 is it that makes it? Why do we have the I it? Um, well, in the book, it talks about how a lot of times the I it comes from um, necessary detachment. For example, in journalism, it's important that. Um, the journalist removes himself from the thing. He does not have conflict of interests, or he or she does not have conflicts of interests. Um, they will just look at the facts, examine them. They will not react or respond. If they're in a war zone, they will not help or aid either side. They're there simply to record what happens. They are the, the 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 current historians. They are the scribes of the time. They're not there to put in their invo input, but they're there just to, to observe. Um, obviously, we know that that's not always the case in journalism. What we mostly see are those hot takes or those um, um, just journalism. The journalist is more of uh, what does this really mean? The journalists will do their job and do an investigation, um, a clean report of say this is what's happening. You decide what you think about it, and then someone else comes along, and the piece you really read about is the person who comes along and says, "Well, I can tell you what this means. It means this, this, and that," and you should have this opinion about it. Um, so that's what, what happens. Um, but why does it happen? Um, it happens um, a lot of times when that, when that other side, the non-necessary part of it that goes, um, the not, not required just to be um, a vacant observer that can just see what the truth is, um, the part that takes away humanity without reason, um, it's a point of narcissism, um, this point of I am better. I am better. Um, and this is really cool because it doesn't just revolve around an individual. There is, obviously we know about individual narcissism, but also organizational narcissism is a very, very real thing. Um, and to a point, um, narcissism can be beneficial. Um, thinking that you're good and better can also make you more confident, can make you more able to make decisions. That's a good thing. Um, but to the point where you disregard any possibility of... Um, issue or complaint on you and say that, no, you just must not understand. I'm better than that. I couldn't have done that. I'm great. Um, disregarding potential, your own potential failure. That's where narcissism becomes a problem. And this same thing happens in organizations. Um, from page 121, um, in social psychology in this social intelligence book, they, um, they talk about um, when people of power or influence in a culture turn against so-called bearers of bad news, subordinates will naturally start to ignore data that does not fit the image presented. Members will do this willingly, often in exchange for perceived benefits of in-group adulation. And a poignant casualty of this is not just truth, but um, but real connection, real connection. Even among others in their own group, um, suppression and paranoia thrive. Life devolves into a charade. Um, those are very poetic words, and um, I think they're powerful words. Um, that truth and connection go away because we're so focused on presenting the best image that we forget to make real connections. And real connections come from... Um, opening up to others' possibilities and others' perspectives. Um, if you do that, you might not be right and you might not be the best. Um, you need to make sure that you are um, always right and always correct. And if that happens, that means that they can't be right. Um, 
this is a huge issue. And I think that it's an emergent property of some of these um, groups that we set up. Like, you know, I think of, I'm going to use Facebook. I'm going to pound on Facebook a lot. I love Facebook. I think it's very useful. Again, I said it earlier, but it has, it's basically a, <laughs> a perfect storm of, um, of, for the most part, isolationist social theory. <laughs> um, people can just be on their own little thing, do their own little thing, and only interact with the people they want to. Um, and they can ch pick and choose who they interact with. Um, because of this, we start getting this huge amount of um, organizational narcissism where people will reject possible bad news or things that might be seen as um, as contrary to the organization's belief, um, even if it might be something that is, could be constructive. They, this might be news that is just trying to help. Um, there's an example in the book talking about how um, some managers of nuclear fuel rod production facilities would edit the photos of nuclear fuel rods that had poor welds on them um, to make sure that the, that the uh, organization was seen as a perfectionist group that was making excellent products. Instead of seeing those, correcting the mistakes, building a better culture that was making better products, the focus was not on the product, the focus was on the image. Um, literally. <laughs> literally, that was the focus. Um, and that, that goes beyond that. We, we, we will alter the information. We will change the perspective. Um, we get, we just decide that, that our image and our, our perception is much more important than the reality or the truth. Um, that's why it's so important to talk about things. So how do we, how do we do that? Um, how do we, how do we embrace, um, this idea of openness and willingness and um, coming together in unity. It sounds all kumbaya, but how do we how do we do that? How do we make that reality? Clearly, we have these these back things in our brains that are designed to to try to go to these in groups to to find a clique to fit into. How do we go against that? key points to take away and as we kind of tie up the end of um, our little t our time together here um, is how do we how do we do that we we use empathy we take time to be patient we take time to be to be humble and have humility um, these practices practices are essential to continuing our development as individuals with relationships um, to continue to have our development in ocean open discussion um, and we need to have these discussions not just with messages, not just um, not just in on message boards or on comments. We need to have these conversations face to face. Um, it's a lot harder to berate somebody or to to lessen their their ability to be a person when you aren't looking at them. It's a lot when you when you're looking at them. Um, 
when you are looking a person in the eyes, you see the wrinkles, you see the weariness on their on their minds, you see their fear, their jitteriness, their unease about talking about these things. Um, you see them as people. Um, not that you don't see them. Again, not that you, that you pers- personally don't see them as people, but um, it's a lot easier to be removed when you don't, you aren't personally with the person in front of you. Um, it's important to take time and be like, wow, where are they coming from? Why are you coming from? And I think these are the questions you need to ask. Um, when somebody comes across you and they say, I don't think that idea is very valid. I think that it's not very helpful. I think it's kind of harmful to society. Um, don't just respond to them saying, well, you just don't know what you're talking about. That adds nothing to a conversation. Um, when you when you come across to them and saying that your point doesn't make sense, you're not helping mend the possible break in connection. You are just furthering it. Um, you need to take time to say, well, why do you why do you think that? What's um, what what is it that I'm doing? Um, make make that connection. Take time to and don't and don't just say it because it's what you're supposed to say. Because you just say, why do you think that? I mean, you know exactly the difference between those two things. Um, those are very disparaging ways of saying that, and the um, implication is very different. Is one is saying, I want to know what you're really thinking, and if you need to say that to them. Like, I really want to know why you're thinking this. Then just say it. Um, come from a point of interest, of concern, of of um, just wanting to know more. People generally like it when you talk about them. I mean, I'm not trying to show you how to abuse people and to use um, psychology or um, interactions to further yourself. That's not what this is about. This is about making connections. So you need to come in there honestly saying like why why is that um why do you believe that and if they come across saying like well you're just trying to demote me or say that um that for me to even think that is dumb is like just be like no no no. i i want to really know um what what is the reason why why um, what are what are the things that have happened or what are the what is the 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 things you've read or the things you've seen that make you believe those things because I clearly haven't been in those things and haven't responded that way. Um, what are what are the things you've uh, you've responded to and observed that make that happen? Um, because I mean you don't just come up with a perspective for nothing. You have a perspective for reasons. Um, you have to be open to that. Um, and if if nothing if, if if that doesn't work then then tell them uh, where 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 do you come from? Like why, um, why is it that that's the way that things are? Um, let's let's talk about it. Let's let's be open about it. Let's let's be real about this. Um, let's just not just put this down to small little blurbs or responses. Um, make this real. Um, make it because and don't don't frame it as um, let's make this a contest. Let's make it as a. I want to know you better and to know why you think things better. Um, because that's what relationships are about. They're about growing as together as people, growing and learning how to be working and integrate with each other better. Um, again, empathy, patience, and humility. Um, if somebody tells you something is wrong, that tells you that you're wrong, 
then say, wow, you're right. I might not be right. Um, let's talk about it. Let's see why is it that I think what I think? Why is it that you think that what you think? Um, what are we, where are we coming from? What's our backgrounds? Um, and you do that and you come from a position of healthiness. You come from a position of openness. And with that, you open the table. You open the table to real conversation, to real talk. Um, yeah. Um, well, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, again, my name is Lane. Um, I'm going to try to come back to you two weeks from now. Um, I'm thinking I'm going to try to put these out every Tuesday. Um, I'm going to try to put out at least sometime in that week, if it's on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, some towards, somewhere towards the beginning of weeks. Um, on on that, uh, if you need to reach out to me or want to have any comments, concerns, say, hey, I think that you're doing great. I'd like that. Hey, these are some issues that I have with your with your talk. I'd like that more. Um, I will, in future more controversial conversations, I will bring um, uh, more varied um, pieces of information and pieces of evidence. Um, yeah, but on that, um, yeah, please reach out to me on Twitter. It's at Lane P. Johnson, L-A-Y-N-E-P-J-O-H-N-S-O-N. Um, that's me on Twitter. Um, please reach out to me. It's the same for Instagram if you want to um, reach out to me there. Um, I don't really look at Facebook, but if it's something you're interested in, tell me. Um, I'll also be on Podbean. Um, you can find me as, as well at Lane P. Johnson there. Um, yeah, please um, let me know. Feedback is awesome. Um, tell me how we're doing. Tell me what I can do better. Give me topics you want me to talk about. Um, give me people you want me to talk to. Um, if it's information you have about something that I think you think I should know about to put into the future. Um, if you want to collaborate in some kind of way, please let me know. Um, with that, I'm going to peace out. You guys have a great week.